today on the Tearsheet Podcast. A few years ago, we acquired uh, a company called Earthport. Mm -hmm. um, we have now integrated uh, Earthport's capabilities, and they're our world-leading provider of, of uh, uh, connection to cross-border um, uh, domestic ACH systems. And so, you know, they can drop in uh, to one of uh, 200 countries across the globe um, via bank account credentials. Um, so now we've taken the, um, the best of Earthport and the best of Visa Direct, and, and we've, con we've uh, concatenated them together. And so through a single interface now, um, you know, you can push to any number of different types of stores of value, both domestically and cross-border now. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Push payments are the reverse of how we think credit cards work. Instead of pulling customer funds to pay a merchant, push payments have merchants sending money out to the cardholder. Visa Direct is a major player in the space, and the payments firm is announcing Visa Direct Payouts, which allows Visa clients and partners to push payments to cards and accounts for cross-border payments. With this new addition, Visa Direct now provides multi-rail access to 5 billion cards and accounts, combined across more than 200 geographies and supporting 160 currencies. Bill Sheely, SVP Global Head of Visa Direct, joins me on the podcast to discuss the launch of Visa Direct payouts. We talk about the challenges and opportunities of sending money cross-border and how Visa is positioning itself in this market. Bill gives us an update on Visa Direct and how the ecosystem has grown over the past year and where it's headed in the future. Bill Sheely is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. My name is Bill Sheely, and I run Visa Direct, which is Visa's global system for moving money around the planet. And uh, I think, you know, the last time we spoke, you were on the podcast, Bill, in 2019. Um, can we catch up, I guess, what, what has happened to Visa Direct? Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to, uh, love to bring you up to speed. So, so let's talk about, um, let's describe what Visa Direct is, um, and I'd love to hear about sort of the growth and the expansion um, of it as well. Yeah, well, Visa Direct is a, is a, a system or a, an app application, and, and actually, I mean, I, I usually describe it as an ecosystem. It's, it's, it mm -hmm. provides the abilities for people who want to send money to people who want to receive money. Um, we leverage a number of different uh, money movement rails in order to facilitate that. And one of the biggest ones we use uh, is our is our card network. Um, we've issued over three and a half billion cards across the planet. And what we've done with the Visa ecosystem now is enabled those Visa cards to actually receive funds as well as pay for goods and services. So now each one of those cards that's hanging up the network can participate along with with um, uh, you know senders of money, and that would be uh, like banks or um, uh, remitters like like MoneyGram. Uh, it could be insurance companies like Progressive. Uh, it could be uh, P2P uh, platforms like like Square or, or PayPal or Venmo. Um, and all of those now can get connected uh, to those uh, cards that consumers and small businesses have and leverage Visa to actually move money across that ecosystem in real time 
um, to facilitate uh, many of the emerging use cases uh, and, and, and the innovation in, in ways that people are moving money across the planet today. So, so that's awesome. Uh, that's a great description. I, also, when um, when we talk about Visa Direct on Tearsheet, we, we use the word ecosystem as well. Maybe we picked that up from you. Um, what's driving um, those use cases? Like, is it is it is it the fact that there's just new fintechs coming up with sort of new ways of moving money around? It, what what is there? Is it on the pull side, the demand side? Like, wh where's the growth coming from in in the business? Well, I think there's a there's a number of things. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, with all the digital first applications that are coming out, you know, when when you look at that relative to the way money moves today, which are still a lot of you know cash and checks and uh, very traditional automated clearing systems, which it takes numbers of days to actually move money, and when you can replace that uh, with a with an ecosystem that does it in real time and does it with uh, a lot more certainty. In other words, you, you, it, each transaction is authenticated, uh, it's risk managed, um, and then you have that confirmation that it's actually received. Um, it just creates a, a, a it's a, that old, you know, proverbial better, faster, cheaper, you know, kind of operating model um, that, uh, you know, the times are demanding. and. There's been a lot of, you know, kind of socioeconomic type changes that have been driving it uh, as well, uh, which is like, you know, the classic one is like the advent of the gig economy. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you've got, um, uh, you know, millions of people that are now working in a bunch of different types of jobs. Um, they want a, you know, a fast and easy way to kind of standardize how they get their payroll, you know, if you will. And they're also, you know, strapped for, uh, you know, strapped for cash in many many instances, and 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 so cash flow becomes a very important uh, you know element of that exchange. And so, when you can uh, take something as ubiquitous as a as a debit card, for instance, you know, make that the vehicle by which you're getting your your payroll or you're getting paid, uh, you make it really easy to enroll in these new kind of digital uh, applications. And so, whether you're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver or you're participating, uh, you know, food deliveries with with, with Postmates uh, or DoorDash. You know, these are all types of companies that are using uh, the card networks to deliver uh, payroll to the gig economy employees. It's just mm -hmm. a, a real transformative way, uh, you know, to to um, uh, you know make work happen. You know, in, in today's day and age. And so, you know, advent of all those things uh, creates the need. And then you, when you've got scale capabilities like what Visa uh, has in terms of its money movement network, and then you get scale players, uh, you know, that, that want to participate, um, you know, you get a very fast uptick uh, in how it, uh, how it occurs. Got it. Um, and, and where does Visa Direct, I guess, fit strategically into the Visa portfolio of services, right? Like it's, this is debit, right? And so um, I have to assume interchange is, is, is lower. Um, how does it fit, I guess, in, in the overall strategy for Visa? Well, it's um, we we tend to think of this as as we call it net new payment flows uh, to, mm. to Visa, and so these are all you know incremental uh, payment traffic, if you will, uh, that flows over our, our rails, um, and we typically split that into two buckets. You know, one is what we call kind of high value money movement. That would be like corporate. 
uh, to corporate type um, uh, transactions. You know, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars would be, uh, you know, like an airplane man manufacturer paying the steel company. Um, you know, blockchain-like ledger movements. Mm -hmm. uh, we have an application called B2B Connect that handles those. And then the other half of that um, $165 trillion is, is around what we call low-value, high-velocity money movement. Um, that would be person-to-person, -person, uh, business-to-consumer, business-to-small business, government-to-consumer. Uh, that's what Visa Direct serves. Um, and it, it's a uh, you know it's a it's a system that incorporates um, many different types of stores of value. You know, so you mentioned debit, and we got debit, credit, prepaid, all the virtual credentials. Uh, we can push to uh, account-based you know cred credentials like trad traditional banking credentials. Uh, we can push to wallets, um, uh, and so it kind of depends on where the consumer or small business store of value is you know we've got a network now that can connect to those stores and create a very you know user-friendly uh way for it to uh, get incorporated and also uh you know it's a very digital api driven system so so the the ecosystem can adopt it very quickly it's very you know digital forward got it um and i know you guys have a, a new announcement you're going cross-border with visa direct is that is that right yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, inherently, uh, Visa cards are are cross border. You know, you can make purchases domestically, or you can you know fl fly to Europe and and buy goods and services without a uh, without a hitch. And so, it, um, you know, by its very nature, Visa is a cross border. Uh, in addition, uh, a few years ago, we acquired uh, a company called Earthport. Mm -hmm. um, we have now integrated uh, Earthport's capabilities, and they're a world-leading provider of, of uh, uh, connection to cross-border um, uh, domestic ACH systems. And so, you know, they can drop in uh, to one of uh, 200 countries across the globe um, via bank account credentials. Um, so now we've taken the um, the best of Earthport and the best of Visa Direct, and, and we've we've uh, concatenated them together and so through a single interface now, um, you know, you can push to any number of different types of stores of value, both domestically and cross-border now. Can we talk about, I guess, the fintech component as part of Visa Direct? Like what's happening in fintech land um, and, and, and how, how, how is fintech itself incorporated in this, in this greater story? Well, fintech is a huge, um, you know, a huge, huge important element of um, uh, of of what we do, and and you know, just because you look at the growth of the different types of new use cases and the adoption of, of these types of new of, of use cases, right? So, you know, uh, again, you, you can look at uh, you kind of have to maybe go into what your category of, of fintech is, but you know, the gig economy didn't didn't uh, didn't exist, you know, four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Uber Lyft, you know, didn't exist, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago. Um, and so, you know, their modernization of, of how, you know, work is done, um, you know, creates the, the, the uh, you know, the catalyst for us to, to make our system you know, different and, and easier to have access to in order to achieve the scale. So, you know, all our system is entirely API driven. Um, 
uh, you know, you you look at 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 some of the the um, uh, the originator side enablers of things. You know, so so people like people like Stripe, uh, people like PayPal, uh, Facebook, Square. Um, these are all you know, Apple, Google, uh, you know, Zelle, who's a consortium supporting the the financial services industry in the in the U.S. Um, these have all been huge catalysts for how um, you know th this uh, this this payment ecosystem ha has gained traction. Um, they're looking for for fast, simpler, um, more customer friendly ways uh, to 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 um, you know gain adoption of of their particular use case, uh, and they come to Visa you know for um, you know for that scale for the reach. Uh, for the risk management and the compliance, um, you know, we've got 65 years of, of moving money, you know, through purchases, you know, now we're leveraging that same infrastructure to provide that same kind of payment stability and scalability to these, uh, to these fintech players. And, and they're driving a, a lot of the growth that you see today. That makes a lot of sense. I know we have time for one quick last question. Um, curious about what you see for Visa Direct uh, in 2021, your biggest uh, opportunity. We're we're still very early in the penetration of this. You know, mm -hmm. I, you throw on numbers like sixty five trillion dollars, but uh, you know, just to just to put that in perspective, uh, you know, it, Visa itself is is you know just in terms of payment commerce is is uh, you know somewhere in the neighborhood of of uh, nine ten trillion dollars on an annual basis, right? So so it's um, we're still very early in the mm -hmm. game in terms of adoption. Uh, we feel really good about the infrastructure that we've put together, our acceptance network. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, the, the scalability, risk management, compliance of, of uh, how our uh, system can work at a really high uh, quality uh, and safety. Um, and then the partners we have are going to continue to drive growth. And, and we've got a whole number of, of new use cases. I think the biggest emphasis for us uh, here in the in the next 24 months, is gonna, a lot of it's going to be around uh, cross-border uh, enablement. Um, we've got a whole number of, of cross-border corridors, which are kind of high-traffic corridors for us, and we've got a number of great partners that are in the process of adopting, you know, our payouts uh, application that we just announced uh, here today. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work to uh, to continue to, to to grow at the scale that we're doing here. Bill, thanks. It's great to catch up with you and uh, good luck with payouts. It's going to be exciting. We're ready to go. Great. Thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thanks very much, Zach.